This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Remember Liz Cheney? She got a brand new job. Wait till you hear what she's doing next. Hello, this is Mark K. Saves the Republic. Thanks so much for joining me today. Um, before we get started, a couple things. First of all, I want to remind you to grab your top secret document notepads. These, uh, there was a big press release yesterday that went out and so many press outlets now have been have been reporting on our top secret document notepads and the story behind them and how we came up with the concept and created the prototype and got them out to the marketplace because, well, you know, that's what Americans do. You come up with an idea, you find a way to benefit people, make their lives a little brighter, give them something useful, and you sell it for a profit. That's called capitalism, and that's what makes this country great. And this story has really taken off. If you Google it, you'll see tons of press outlets, Yahoo News, uh, a couple of inside radio blogs have, have picked it up. And, um, and the biggest story is all of the members of Congress who continue to send me photos and say, man, we love these things. Kat Kamak, representative from here in Florida, she's been using them. Uh, Mike Waltz took him to his, uh, you know, um, to his uh, national security briefing. And I just got a photo from Aaron Bean, which is uh, shows him right outside the Capitol building <laughs> with his top secret document notepad in deep thought because Aaron Bean is a deep thinker. So grab yours today, topsecretnotepad.com. Topsecretnotepad.com. Get your top secret notepads and uh, and support this show. Have a great laugh. Give them to your friends. And of course, use them. Use them for, you know, for whatever you need, for taking notes, for going to meetings, for important messages that you need to share with your loved ones, for grocery lists, or, you know, just to doodle on one of those boring Zoom calls. That's what I use it for. Um, Topsecretnotepad.com. All right, before we get to Liz Cheney, I want to share something with you that we played on the show yesterday. We, uh, this is great. We had a, um, I had a guy, I, I kind of get, here's the thing about me. I kind of get obsessed with things. And when I find something new, I, I really kind of delve into it and I get really excited about it. And I, one of the things that I used to be, or still am kind of obsessed with is the ukulele. I don't know how it happened, but I go, I bought a ukulele like 20 years ago and I loved it. And then, you know, 10 years later, I bought another one and another one and another one. And now I have, gosh, I'm in the double digits. I could be pushing I could be pushing close to 15 or 20. I haven't really counted in a while, but it's a, uh, it's a lot. And every now and then a new ukulele will show up at the house. My wife's like, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> How many ukuleles does one man need? Uh, and it's and I'm not even a professional ukulele. It's not like, you know, for example, uh, John Mayer, Eric Clapton, uh, you know, uh, the, the guy from ZZ top with the beard. Okay. That's all the guys from ZZ top, but you know, they, um, they all have multiple guitars because they're guitar players. They get paid to play the guitar. They're going tour to play the guitar. They go out there and they play the guitar for hours at a time. It's, it's their job. So yes, that would make sense that they would have multiple guitars. I am not a professional ukulele player. I do not go on tour. I do not fly to a studio, play the ukulele for sold out crowds. Yet I have just about as many as I imagine ukulele players would have probably, probably even more. Uh, but anywho, while I was looking for a ukulele the other day, a new one, I stumbled across something called the three string cigar box guitar. And this is a cool instrument because the three string guitar box guitar, first of all, it's very, very, to me, it's the history behind it is really incredible. 
and is really something that that tells a cautionary tale about where this country has come from. In the old days, these poor blues musicians and poor musicians in uh, in the rural South, uh, you know, up and down the Mississippi River in Memphis, um, you know, places in Georgia, they wanted to sing blues music. They had this passion, this yearning, this desire to create tunes, to get their message out there, to sing, which is, an, you know, that's, an, that's something that's ingrained in all of us, everybody. We all have some... Uh, some yearning to express ourselves in some way. And these blues musicians wanted to play the guitar and come up with songs, but guitars back then were handmade. They were expensive. They were handcrafted. They didn't have any money. They barely had enough money for like, you know, food and booze and whatever else, uh, let alone a guitar. So they did what people back then did. They used their American ingenuity. They used their creativity. Instead of begging, see, here's the thing. The cigar box guitar originated because these poor blues performers who couldn't afford regular guitars went down to the junkyard. They went down to the scrap heaps. They went into the trash. They dug around for something, anything at all that they could turn into a musical instrument. And they found pretty quickly that that cigar boxes worked pretty well. They were big. They were hollow. You could cut a hole in it. It would resonate. You could uh, tie some strings to it. Bada bing, bada boom. You had yourself a sweet smelling Havana guitar. And so cigar box guitars with three strings became all the rage. And they really created this new, really, really awesome bluesy sound throughout the American music scene. Now, in today's day and age, <laughs> you, that wouldn't happen. If poor musicians uh, couldn't afford guitars, they would just demand that the government, uh, you know, they would demand that it, the government equitably distribute guitars to every citizen because we didn't all grow up with a silver spoon in our mouths. We didn't all grow, we didn't all start at the same place. And that equity and diversity and inclusion demands that everybody have a fair shake no matter what. So pay off my student loans and buy me a guitar because that's uh, that's the only fair way to do it. Rich people have guitars. Elon Musk has guitars. Everybody should, uh, you know, when he doesn't even pay taxes. Or they would walk into a music store and they would glue their hand, at, you know, like the gluing of the, of the hand is the big thing. They would go in there and they would glue their guitar, their hand, hopefully, probably not their left hand, because that's the one you make the chords with, but maybe their right hand, their strum hand. They would glue it to the, to the, to the carpet or to the acoustic tile in some kind of music store and demand a guitar until they remove their hand from the wall. That's how it would have gone down today. Uh, but in the old days, these guys were like, look, I need a guitar. I don't have any money. I'm not going to beg the government. I'm going to do, I'm going to use my creativity and my mind and my skills and my energy, and I'm going to fix this problem. What I need or what I want, how do I get it? And, and that's what really made America great. That's what makes conservatism great as well. Nowadays, it's totally different. So I got obsessed kind of with the history and the sound of these cigar box guitars. And I, I got one from this guy, Gary, who actually listens and uh, watches me on Newsmax TV every week. And we were going back and forth. He has an Etsy store and he sent me a guitar made from a cigar box. It's a three string blues style handmade cigar box guitar. And it has a Florida license plate on it as the resonator plate because I live in Florida. And uh, I was like, it's amazing. It's blue, it's yellow, it's cool. He uh, sent it to me. I got a couple weeks ago and I immediately started writing a song. And, you know, with the blues, I don't know if you know, the blues is like, here's how the blues works. With the blues, you just get a groove going, you know, you get a 12 bar groove going and you get into the feel and you get the, and then you just start spewing about whatever it is you just start spewing, just like, like stream of consciousness, whatever it is that's on your mind, that's troubling you. 
uh, you just sing about it. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to I'd like to play for you. If you missed it yesterday on the show, this is my three string cigar box song uh, about the thing that makes me the saddest. I call it the Joe Biden blues. Went down to the gas station because I ran out of gas. Tried to fill my tank, but I didn't have enough cash. I mean, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I'm pretty proud of that. Incidentally, if you want a copy of that, it's available on iTunes. It's available on uh, on Spotify. We put it up everywhere so that you can grab it and you can listen to it over and over again. But that one, I'm telling, and I can't, and I have to thank Gary. I have to thank the creator of the Cigar Box Guitar. Uh, I have to thank my own, you know, creativity. And of course, thanks Joe Biden for making me so blue that I wrote that, that I wrote that, uh, what's probably soon to be a number one hit. All right, let's get back to Liz Cheney, shall we? Liz Cheney has a brand new job. I This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it... <clears throat> a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. I'd almost forgotten about Liz Cheney. I'll be honest with you. I almost forgot that she existed. Uh, she, of course, stabbed Donald Trump in the back voted to impeach him, went on an anti-Republican tirade. She just, she went, she jumped right into bed with the Democrats, man. She had no problem saying, look, I'm turning my back on my party, even though at one point my father, Dick, was the vice president of the United States and one of the most powerful Republicans out there. Uh, but Liz Cheney, daughter of Dick, has, has now kind of, you know, she's settled back into a place that should not be surprising to anyone. After she... After she joined forces with the evil empire of the Democrat Party, after she jumped on board the January 6th committee when all other Republicans banded together and said, no, we're not going to do this. This is a partisan witch hunt committee. This is not what our country is all about. This is a this is a one sided um, this is a one sided kind of uh, inquisition about a president who did nothing wrong. And any Republican who joins ranks with these fools is uh, is really doing a detriment to the party and to the United States of America. And Liz Cheney was like, eh, I'm fine with all that, along with Adam Kinzinger. And they they buddied up, man. They just got all cozy with the Democrats and they went on that committee and they were doing all these hearings and they got all this notoriety and yada, 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 yada. Well, come election time, <laughs> they realized that as Republicans, maybe laying down in bed and getting down and dirty with the Democrats and trying to overthrow Donald Trump or keep him from ever running for uh, another office again, maybe that's not the best campaign strategy. And Adam Kinzinger from Illinois, he didn't even try. He's like, man, I really, I really poured, I, I jumped into a vat of boiling oil and, and did myself in. There's no way I'm ever going to run or I'm ever going to win re-election. So he's out, man. He's gone. Adam Kinzinger just said, I will sit on this committee, I will end my term, and then sayonara, I'm going to go work for CNN. Liz Cheney, she actually had the audacity to think that she could stab the president in the back, vote against the lead of the party, throw every conservative, conservative value out the window, counteract or go directly, I mean, really just directly spit in the face of the people in, in Wyoming who voted for her because the people who voted to elect Liz Cheney overwhelmingly voted to elect Donald Trump. 
Donald Trump won by one by one Wyoming by what, like 75% or something, 71%. Liz Cheney also won that state in, uh, you know, not as popular as Donald Trump, but pretty popular. And she was sent to Washington to represent the people of Wyoming. Well, the people of Wyoming, obvi, wanted Donald Trump to be their president. Liz Cheney said, nah, you guys are idiots. You don't know what you're thinking. This guy's an insurrectionist. He's got to go. And so when the election rolled around again, uh, she got primaried, but like, like hard, man, she didn't even, I think she got like three votes. I think she got her, her mama and her daddy. Um, Dick is his name. So that was it, man. Well, Liz Cheney lost her primary. She wasn't going back to Congress. She just rounded out her term and everyone was like, okay, which liberal news network is she going to show up at? Shocking. She's not at a liberal news network. Adam Kinzinger's over at CNN. MSNBC's probably got some other Republican, you know, asshats, but I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure anyone would want Liz Cheney. First of all, she's a Republican. Second of all, she's daughter of Dick. And while the Democrats will be happy to use her to get their own, uh, you know, their own uh, bitter, uh, you know, ends uh, when it comes to Donald Trump, well, they'll, they'll use her name and her and her family name and her recognition and her stat, uh, stature in the Republican Party, which is pretty low. Um, they'll use all of that when it benefits them. But when she needs something, they're like, dude, you're Dick's daughter. There's a, we hate Dick Cheney. He's the most hated Republican in history almost until Donald Trump rolled around. There's no way we're going to put you on CNN full time. So she had to go to the second tier of liberal propaganda. She had to go to the second tier of liberal uh, industry, and that is academia. That's right. Liz Cheney, who threw away her career because she stabbed her party in the back, who threw away her career because she tried to take down the pres- the, one of the most popular presidents of the United States, Liz Cheney, who said, I know I'm supposedly a Republican, but I really feel more like a Democrat. Uh, she is now a professor at the University of Virginia. That's all she could get. That's all she could get. Breitbart reports, former lawmaker Liz Cheney has settled for a professorship at the University of Virginia after dramatically losing Wyoming's congressional seat in the primary by about 40 points. <laughs> the center's director, Larry Sabato, claimed Cheney serves as a model of political courage and leadership, and that she has a compelling message to send to students about integrity. Listen, I don't know if your kids were thinking of going to the University of Virginia, but I would cross that puppy right off the list. Uh, she's a true profile in courage, and she was willing to pay the price for her principles and democracy itself, he said. Cheney accepted the position after losing by about 40 points in 2022 to Representative Harriet Hageman, who ran a grassroots campaign in Wyoming while Cheney mostly remained in Washington, D.C., driving the partisan January 6th committee probe against former President Donald Trump. In months prior, she had worked with Democrats to impeach Trump. I look forward to working with students and colleagues at the center to advance the important work they and others at the University of Virginia are doing to improve the health of democracy here and around the world, she said. Uh, Cheney's decision to slip into academia, an often far-left institution, comes as Cheney's career was riddled with votes and reported plots against her own party. Democrats welcomed Cheney's treachery and later appointed her to the January 6th committee. So, that look, when you're, uh, when you're a Republican who has been who has been just lambasted, who has thrown in the, with the Democrats, when you're a Republican who has been disgraced 
and 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 disavowed by your own party. When you lose your chairmanship, uh, when you, when they say we don't want you, and when the voters throw yes out, there's really only one place to go, and that is liberal media. But when the liberal media doesn't even want you because you're too tainted, the last bastion is you have to end up as a college professor somewhere. So what they always say, those who can do, those who can't teach. And Liz Cheney, uh, Liz Cheney is just the latest, latest example of that. Um, all right, so the way, <laughs> by the way, by the way, I take umbrage with this story or with this uh, professor at University of Virginia saying she's a profile in courage. What's really courageous? Is it courageous when everybody in the world, when every media outlet, when everybody on the Hill is saying there was an insurrection, there was an insurrection, Donald Trump's the worst, Donald Trump's the worst. Is it courageous to go along with the flock? Is it courageous to say, no, he's to say, yes, he is. You're right. Even though I'm a Republican, I'm going to go with you guys because that's the popular opinion. That's what everybody on the news is saying. Is that really courageous or is it more courageous to say, hey, you know what? I believe that you guys are wrong. I believe that this is just a witch hunt. I believe that you guys are blowing this crap out of proportion. I believe that you guys are trying to use this protest on January 6th as a way to keep Donald Trump out of office because you're scared he's going to come back and win again. And you're scared that he may have some, there may be some validity to some of the claims he's making. That's really, to me, what takes more courage. And trust me, I know because we've, a lot of us have been doing that ever since January 6th, 2020. And, uh, and we've been taking a lot of bullets and a lot of arrows and a lot of, a lot of hits from, uh, from, you know, the media, social media and whatnot. Anywho, that's the latest on Liz Cheney. We'll have more news and information and entertainment and inspiration coming up in the Mark K show at noon today. I hope you take a listen to that. Don't forget to grab your top secret document notepads. Oh, they're available at topsecretnotepad.com, topsecretnotepad.com. Get as many as you can, folks. And, uh, and if you, I mean, like I said, this press release went out, so they're going to be, they're going to be flying off the shelves. I don't want you to miss your chance to get some topsecretnotepad.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast because each and every day we get together for just a few minutes to plan out what's going on, to let you know what's been happening overnight, to show you who the real enemies of the country are and who your allies are and how you can tell the difference between the two. And, uh, and we take a few minutes each and every morning to come together and try, try our best to save the Republic.